0: Mostly cloudy, minus three degrees in downtown Calgary, minus nine with a wind chill. Good morning from Global News. It's nine o'clock. I'm Ted Henley. Are we in a third wave of COVID infections? Some Alberta doctors think we are. Another 556 cases reported yesterday. As Global's Chris Chacon reports, emergency room physician Dr. Joe Vipon thinks a third wave is already well underway in Alberta. The term third wave hasn't been going around much these days, but it's one these doctors say we're in. We've been in a third wave for a week. The possibility the Alberta government could ease restrictions and move into Phase 3 Monday has been alarming for some Alberta doctors.
1: It's irresponsible and dangerous to talk about reopening when the actual conversation we should be having is um, whether we should be going into full lockdown.
0: He adds while many people have already received the vaccine, there are still millions of Albertans who have not and are still susceptible to the virus. According to the province's reopening strategy, hospitalizations must be declining and less than 300 to move into Step 3. A decision is expected Monday. Chris Chacon, Global News. More news in a moment, but first, 770 CHQR helicopter traffic.
2: So far, we are dealing with light volume out on your roads this morning, but we are still dealing with slippery conditions, especially on turning lanes, ramps, and residential areas. Make sure to give yourself lots of extra time today. In the downtown core, we've got some road work along 10th Avenue
3: between 13th and 14th Street Southwest. This goes until 7 p.m. tonight and happens daily until Tuesday. A message from Canadian Blood Services. Join Canada's Lifeline
4: by donating blood, plasma, or platelets, or registering as a stem cell or organ donor. Join today at blood.ca. For the 770 QR Tropic helicopter, I'm Terry Yucin. Fire
0: investigators could be back on the scene this morning of a duplex fire in Calgary, trying to figure out exactly how it started. As Global's Carol, Carolyn, excuse me, Curry de Castile reports, the 30-year-old man is still in hospital with life-threatening burns to his body.
4: Calgary firefighters were called to the scene of the duplex fire in the 6,000 block of 8th Avenue Southeast at around nine Friday evening. When they got there, they found smoke coming from the back of the home. Ashton Ashley Arnosti lives on the other side of the duplex where the fire started. Her first thought was to get the man who lives in the suite below her out because he has mobility issues. When Ashley went banging on his door, he was unaware the place next to him was on fire. Another man was rescued by firefighters. He was taken to Foothills Hospital in critical condition, suffering from burns. EMS says four other people were assessed but didn't require transport. Fire investigators are still trying to determine what started the blaze. Carolyn Curry de Castillo, Global News.
0: A peaceful march at dawn today by medical professionals in Myanmar, kicking off yet another day of protests throughout that country. About 100 doctors, nurses, medical students and pharmacists all lining along the main road in Mandalay, that's Myanmar's second largest city. They're protesting the February 1st coup that toppled the elected civilian government in that country. Elsewhere, at a different rally, security forces shot and killed at least one person. So far, at least 247 deaths in the South Asian country have been linked to a post-coup crackdown. An injured owl found in San Francisco has been sent to a British Columbia breeding facility now to try to help expand the endangered species gene pool. The owl is nicknamed Callie. Callie, or excuse me, Callie, now in Canada, brings the potential, of course, to help produce stronger offspring if Callie finds a mate.
4: In theory, just based on biology and, and
5: theories. Um, biological theory is that his genetics paired with a genetically distinct individual, their offspring will be um, very, very fit um, and good to breed for, with other uh, owls here too.
0: Four-year-old Callie is now part of the Northern Spotted Owl Breeding Program in Langley, B.C. In sports the Calgary Flames coming out of Toronto with a one-on-one split in that two-game series. The Flames did play well last night, but they lost 2-0 to Toronto. Calgary plays Ottawa against or plays again tomorrow against Ottawa, starting at five o'clock. Global News Sky Tracker weather. Today, chance of flurries this morning, often on cloud cover throughout the rest of the day today. It'll be windy as well again today, high of about eight degrees. Tonight, cloudy overnight with a low of minus three. Tomorrow mix of sun and cloud and- and a high of 6. Tuesday, a few clouds with a high of 8. It is minus 3 degrees at 9.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled update at 9.30. I'm Ted Henley.
2: Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. Sorry about that. Um, had a mic difficulty, had to just reboot the, the computer and, uh, and then the mic worked totally fine. So uh, we got through that really quickly. So I apologize for that. We're a couple of minutes behind. So good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And I'm going to be able to get through all of the text today too. I got a helper. Um, Chris from the Tree Lot, she's going to be helping with uh, answering some texts for me because last week I just had too many. Um, So we'll be able to get through all those. And uh, so if you'd like to join me on the phone lines or text 403-974-8255. And uh, I got Mark from Prune It Up, he's going to join us. We're getting on the last uh, week or so here for the birch or for doing their elm trees. Also, we're going to talk about birch leaf miner. Black knot and hedges, three things that really like to go after are Calgary trees and shrubs for some reason. And right now is a great time to get out in your garden and look and see if you have any of those issues. It's, It's really quite easy to see, especially on the black knot. You'll see something that looks like burnt marshmallow on the end of your Schubert's or may days, typically are those are the two or if you have any of the native choke cherries they'll have that as well and uh and on your hedges when you look at them you'll see a bunch of peeled bark um that scale fire blight and that's typically in your cotone asters and that for the most part so it's a good time to be able to look at those couple of trees and shrubs and if you have a birch especially if you have the larger weeping birch, it's almost guaranteed you have birch leaf miner. So we're going to go over some solutions with Mark on how to deal with that. It is the first full day of spring. It is going to be a busy spring. If any indication at, at the garden centers yesterday, I know down at Spruce It Up, it was really, really busy. Um, but everyone was it was spaced out throughout the day, so we're able to do the physical distancing and the, the government has raised the thing to the 25% capacity. So we have a fairly large space. So we're able to keep everyone spaced out. So just uh, maybe come a little earlier or come a little later in the day. If everyone comes right at noon, between noon and three is typically your busy times at the garden center. So if you, if you are planning, maybe head out a little bit early Oh, and especially on a Sunday before noon is typically a little bit quieter times at the garden centers and I imagine it's the same for the other garden centers as well um, you'll be able to get in there no problem we did have a little bit of a lineup partway through the day so we're just we want to make sure we're still following all the rules and keep everybody safe which is utmost importance and uh, as we head into spring here it's just nice to be able to be outside and get the gardening and just just a reminder to everybody: it's only it is it is the first day of spring, but the first day of spring and really planting safely outside like for annuals and and even some of the perennials and some of your trees and shrubs is more into mid May, and then for annuals we're heading into the after the May long weekend and into June first is typically when we when we recommend planting those. So we still have all of April and a bit of May before we're planting annuals outside. So we still have a little bit of time. So I know uh, potatoes and all those things are all selling like crazy everywhere. So we have our second batch of potatoes coming in next week. We have all of our uh, total full stock of seeds still in, and we will have throughout the season. We have worked very hard with our suppliers to ensure that – we have a good supply i'm going to read a couple texts as well it says hi i heard you say cannas were thrillers any suggestions for a container three feet by 15 inches at the top north side but not dark thanks yeah absolutely and that's always a good question because in the shady areas um so you could even use some of the big hostas a ligularia in your pot um the canna lily, you probably wouldn't get much bloom on it. It has nice foliage, um, but in that area, you could definitely use even like a peace lily. You could use some of the tropical plants outside, and that would give you kind of a neat thing. Ones that are for of the shade, like a snake plant, um, and then just big, big begonias, nonstop begonias would look really, really good in there, and and that would be awesome. So, if uh, hopefully that helps. And where are we at for time since I wasted a couple of minutes on the mic? what I think uh, I think what happened is I unplugged it, and when I plugged it back in, the computer didn't recognize it, so I just had to reboot. So good thing I'm such a tech whiz, <laughs> LOL. And what else do I get here? A couple more texts. Good morning, waiting Awesome. And Chris is already answering texts, so that's awesome. So she's on it right now, so we'll be looking after that. Really, really um, lots of strawberries in, herbs, things like that. Things that you can plant outside. If you want to seed your spinach, things like that you can do. You can also um, seed some of the lettuces outside now if the ground's sod. It's probably a good time to seed your sweet peas outside right now. It's a great time to get them in the ground. If you have those little warmer spots up against the fence or the house, I know I've uh, my raised beds, we're, we're digging in them all as well and with no problem, they're fully thawed out. So in it, it, days like the last few days, uh, all the snow is melting like crazy and the soil is thawing out really nicely. So anyways, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. I think I'm going to take a quick break and when we get back, I'm going to have Mark and, uh, and we'll go from there. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calvary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I'm going to go to the phone line. We're going to chat with Mark, and he's uh, – He's going to join us on his last day of vacation. He's probably sitting out in the hot tub in the backyard, <laughs> looking at his trees, drinking margaritas last day. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing well, Merle. How about yourself? <laughs>
1: well, I'm not quite as good as you, I don't think, but hey. Yeah, last day before we back to the grind. It's uh, It's been a pretty, uh, well, I wouldn't say completely relaxing week because uh, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly and I switched roles. <laughs> she went into the office all week and I uh I took care of the house and the and and the boys, so it was uh an eye opening <laughs> experience. Yeah.
2: Lots week. of lots of takeout and uh going out for dinner,
1: eh? <laughs> and, no, not nice. so much of that, but uh you know, uh, nap times <laughs> uh it's, it's good to switch <laughs> roles. <laughs> it was pretty interesting.
2: Awesome. So right now is Mark and just looking at the trees and shrubs out there um uh it's black knot and a couple other what what are you what are you guys seeing out there right now for the main issues and stuff for our trees in that in calgary
1: well yeah, I like the most common stuffs your black knot uh oyster shell scale um you know we'll be getting ready here to go for the the birch leaf miner um so yeah, but the the main ones are the black knot and and the oyster shell because you can really notice it. Um, and then of course when these start to, to leaf out, um, you'll you'll notice even more, especially with the oyster shell scale because you'll see the edge patches in the on the hedges. Yeah. So just want to kind of get ahead of the game, and uh, if if uh, the, the hedges uh, the katoniasters just have a little bit of scale in it, you can cut those out those patches and then um you know we when when it's time to spray um we we can spray those but if uh the hedge is really infested uh now's the time to you know get that cut to grade um, then spray it and then you can have a full growing season of it um you know have that stored energy in the ground you cut it to grade and then it'll regenerate And push. And when you're when
2: you're saying cut to grade, we're talking right to the ground, sort of sort of that two to four inches off the ground, sort of tight as you can get it.
1: Yeah, just uh, cut it it nice and close to the ground because if you leave it too high up, um, those those stubs that you leave will end up dying off anyways. So you'll have this nice new growth and then these these dead stubs. So it's just best to take it as close to the ground as you can, and you'll have all that stored energy. It'll just push out new growth. Yeah,
2: so at that time, also a good time to like I said, do a really good cleanup, water really well,
1: and fertilize at that point too. Eh? Give it a good. 100 percent, and uh, if you can uh, do the deep root feeding too, it'll break up that soil compaction, and again give you a big uh, boost of uh, new growth in the spring.
2: Okay, cool. And so on your on your birch trees, is there any? Can you? tell if a tree had birch leaf miner. from are you looking for anything or is it just a? it's fairly common that most birch will have it
1: it's it's fairly common that most birch will have it it's tough to to tell right now but uh easiest thing to tell is if you last last season you had the the brown patches on on the leaves um so that's that's just the, your biggest sign that you have it um, so with that, there's, you know, there's the systemic injection that you can do for treatment. Okay. Um, we're having really good results with that. Um, also, deep root injections to boost the health, again, because miner tends to go after trees that are less healthy. Yeah. So you you basically just want to do your absolute best for the tree to get it as healthy as possible. So do the systemic, do the deep root injections on your own, do lots of deep watering because, again, these birch love water and, um, yeah, it's just going to help the tree.
2: And that's one of the biggest thing I find with the birch is what you're saying there, is just ensuring that they get that deep water or two around the drip line because they have such big canopies and there's so much foliage on them when they're healthy that if they don't have the moisture, they just start shutting down their leaves as well.
1: Yeah, and another thing, too, is is pruning them to get that deadwood out when they're in full leaf cuz again you don't want to be pushing the nutrients to dead branches you want it to go to your live. Yeah.
2: And when you're saying pruning so birch and maple that's after they leaf out, correct? Yes. Awesome. All right. Yes. Um and one other one, what is there any other ones that you want to kind of touch on right now or? Um we got to the end of the month uh,
1: for elm. Um so we, we we are booked up, um, but if if somebody uh, really wants to get in, I can do some, some magic here at the schedule and, and fit them in. We would definitely want to help people. Um, also, when uh, going back to the Tony Astros with the oyster shell, um, I'll let you know, um, so you can let the listeners know, when's the best time to spray if you want to spray twice in that, that 14-day window when they're in the crawler stage. Okay. So I'll let you know that, um, and again, get signed up for our, our green it up for the the trees and lawns because uh, you definitely want like with with the chinooks here, um, you know, going from the moisture to to dry. You just want to set your your trees and, and grass up to to get as healthy as possible. So. To sign up and, and we'll,
2: we'll definitely take care of you. Yeah, because the, you're the tree fur truck and we're going to be fertilizing lawns at the same time, so we're going to add the granular fertilizer to your grass um, with our blended formula that's exclusive at Spruce It Up. So if uh, if you've used it in the past, you've seen the results, but uh, if you if want to get it done uh, by some professional applicators, uh, Mark and his team are going to have that rolling as well. 100%
1: definitely want to
2: awesome take it again. awesome and that's and you guys have a bundle up package too right where you can save a little bit of money when you book both so yep 100 percent. and it's all on right. the
1: web it'll be on the website at info. okay
2: yeah hopefully we should have that all launched you can sign up now and but we'll have uh, all the packages where you'll be able to do everything online here within the next few days so uh have a look at that but thanks mark for for calling in and uh and on your last day, I'll let you get back to the tub. All right, see you, man. man. <laughs> All right, Mark and Margaritaville. See you, buddy. Bye, bye. All right, I'm going to go. We'll do one more call before the for the before the break. Here we we'll go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry. Hey, Merle. Hi. I how are the,
6: you? I, I'm awesome. I cut the lilacs down, so they're okay. just stumps now, little stumps. But perfect. Within the last two weeks, I now see three new little shoots coming up. Yeah, in this massive stump land, do I um, do I just leave the stumps there? Yeah, for the they... most
2: part, yeah. If you've taken it down fairly low, yeah, there's not much you can do from there, so you just let them come up. Okay. If it's in a if it's if it's the if the snow's all gone,
6: it's all gone.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't even hesitate to start giving them a little bit of water.
7: Okay. Your
2: trees and shrubs, okay. and if anybody has evergreens, it's a good time to hose them off too. Just uh. To, if it's on these warmer days, get out there and give them a good hosing down. Get all the dust out.
6: Okay. So now in that area, though, like it's been, it's been covered with lee or with uh, growth for years. Now, as clean as can be, you can't believe how big it is. But I'm wondering now, all the shoots are coming up underneath. All the um, yeah. Do I? I'd like to amend the soil while it's empty, maybe. But yeah. Would I have to dig up all those plants?
2: Um, no, you can just dig around it, like sort of do a well around it and okay. then just mound up three or four inches of of either like the greened earth or greened up soil enhancement or soil, sea soil. Okay. Or compost, whatever you, whatever you think you want to use.
6: Well, it's a big area. So should I get another one of those big bags and can I just throw it on the top and just kind of, I don't want to go higher on the stumps, do I?
2: No, you want to stay a little <laughs> bit lower. But so you know what, Jerry? Just
6: stumps where they are.
2: Yeah. You know what, Jerry? I'm going to help you out, too. I'm uh, going to give you a big yellow bag. Uh, you're the best. The, we just started the new promotion this month here. This yep. Today's the first day of spring. And so our good friends at Eagle Lake Landscaping are going out. to... They're going to deliver one of those beautiful big yellow bags right oh. to your door
6: oh good and so would you get the veggie or would you get the black or what would you put I, I, in
2: I would probably depends what you want I also want to use the the veggies a real nice one so you could use that for your raised beds as well yeah. or just okay. just their good black loam is great too they're black gold
6: well because I found uh, the veggie one last year very hard to maneuver like you couldn't stick your finger in to get down to put a seed in
2: like
3: okay. it was
6: very, there was a lot of material in it, right? So okay. you couldn't actually maneuver it very easily, whereas the black was just solid black.
2: Okay, yeah, then probably just go with that. That would be perfect.
6: Okay. Now, All the right, other I'm thing just... I was going to okay. ask on that is um, my sweet peas I planted, and I planted a lot this week. I came in and saw your, guy, your Nick and I think it was Chris, and they were absolutely stunning. And awesome. I, but now I've planted all these things and I have them in the back of the caddy, my little quad, and I back them <laughs> in and out because my greenhouse is too hot and my house is a bit warm in this weather, but not today. So yeah, they're in the back of my caddy, out. and I'm going yep. in and out of the garage. But the temperature in there today is about five. Is that going to be too cold? No,
2: that's, that's fine. Okay, good. All right. Thanks, okay. Sherry. You're the best. And we'll Thank put you on hold, and Gord will get your name and number and all Perfect. that. Perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, and we got to take a break for the news you're listening to. Let's talk gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Mostly cloudy, minus three degrees in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 9.30. I'm Ted Henley. Are we in a COVID third wave? Some doctors think we are and have been for about a week already in Alberta. Another 556 new cases reported yesterday. 99 of those variant strains. Tomorrow is the earliest we can get a decision on possibly moving to phase three of the reopening plan. We are below the 300 hospitalization threshold, a key metric used by health officials, but can Case counts are up 43% over the last two weeks, and that could delay things. Global News SkyTracker weather today. Chance of flurries this morning, then off and on cloud cover for the rest of the day. Windy as well today, high of 8 degrees. Tonight, cloudy and a low minus 3. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and cloud. Windy again with a high of 6. Right now, it is minus 3 downtown. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled updates at 10 o'clock. I'm Ted
2: Henley. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open 403 974 8255. Locks the texts uh, going in. and if, But if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open 403 974 8255. And I'm going to go to the phone lines. I'm going to chat with B. Good morning, B. Hello.
8: Hi, B. Hi. You've been talking a lot about canna lilies, and so I went into your store last week, and I bought a black night canna lily. I have never planted one. I didn't even know what a rhizome was until that day. (laughs) Nice. I know. So, nevertheless, the instructions on the back are not clear in terms of what do I – so I need to know, how do I plant it?
2: So, I would start it in in a pot, yeah, yeah, I would I would probably get it into a, like a two-gallon pot. Oh, a big and one. Yeah, a little bit bigger because that way it has lots of room to grow and it's fairly early still because those can't really go outside until the end of May, beginning of June.
7: Okay. So you so, can put them
2: outside during the day like when it's warm or if you watch the overnight lows, as long as right. it's not going below like 3 to 5 all It's right. the coldest it can go. Mm-hmm. with those, but you're going to get a spectacular show. So I would start them in a two-gallon pot, and you'll sort of see there should be a, this a little stub on the top. You just want to let that stick out of the out of the soil when you plant it, and then just water it really well at first, and then just let it dry out in between water and then it'll sprout up and start growing, keep it in a nice sunny spot. And in, if you have a good spot on your patio, if you can put it out during the day, get good sunshine, um, mm-hmm. it'll really love that as well. And uh, yeah, and fertilize 15, 30, 15,
8: 15,
2: 30, 15. Okay,
8: yeah. so and so yeah. it wouldn't really make sense then to start it indoors in a smaller
2: pot. I, I wouldn't go much smaller than a two gallon, maybe a one gallon, it's just going to use up all that soil right away by the time you plant it outside. Okay, um, so this it just if you want to get ideally you could go actually if you if all you had was a one gallon you could go smaller but if you have a two gallon pot that would be the best and because that way when you go to plant outside you it's going to be it'll have some good growth already started and then and then that way you don't have to wait as long to see the true beauty of those like once they start blooming you get the nice big foliage and then that turns into the thriller in your pot
8: yeah you've been you had mentioned last year that you had those, so that, that those I little pokey, <laughs> those little pokey things. and are those what they call an eye? Yes. And so you're saying that when you plant them, you actually plant them very shallow.
2: Yeah, so, you want so those that, just sticking up. Yeah, you'll kind of see the where they were cut off when they when they yes. went dormant. Yes. You, want, you leave that sticking up, and uh, yeah, and then they'll just it'll fill in that pot before you know it, and you'll have. Like I said, they're one of my favorite because they give us that little bit of tropical look, and the colors when they bloom are pure. Like the yellows pure, the reds pure, the white. Like they're just they're they're very nice. Like they're just a great plant.
8: Okay, so I just keep it in the bag I bought it in until
2: yeah, either until that the or plant it. Warms up. Yeah, either that or if you can plant it, would be even better. If you could put it into a pot before and then plant it outside, from that pot transplant it to your bigger pot outside.
8: Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate All it. Right. Have a good day. All right. Thanks,
2: B. Enjoy. Bye bye. All right. And I get a little bit more time. I'm going to go to the phone lines and we're going to chat with Laurel. Good morning, Laurel. Hi. Hi there.
7: Um, How can hi- I help hi- you? I'm calling because I have so many slugs in my raised garden beds last year. Like, they ate everything. They ate my squash flowers. They ate anything that was green basically got demolished. And I'm wondering, is there anything I can do to fix the soil
9: to try to keep them out of my bed next year? Like, this Um, season?
2: One thing, try to do less foliage watering if possible. Like. And just let the soil dry out in between waterings, and like even If you have raised beds, if you use one of those soaker hoses, like those sweating hoses, yeah, instead of a sprinkler, that would make a big difference.
7: Okay.
2: Um, diatomaceous earth works. You can mix that into the soil as well. Okay. It's a bit of a sharp, and those, uh, and and someone mentioned last week about the old uh, slug. The slug pub is where you you bury a pie plate in just into the soil, and you fill it up with a little bit leftover beer, and mm-hmm. then the slugs go in there and they they get drunk in the pub and then you just get rid of them that way. <laughs> I,
7: I tried that last year and they were all underneath the pie plate. It was so gross. It was just like oh. a huge thing of slugs. Yeah, it was yeah. nasty. Or the slug
2: that- bait. The slug bait oh, works yeah. really well. Yeah. so uh, is,
7: is there anything that kills the eggs? Like I've heard ammonia sometimes works, but I don't know if that's I, safe to I just Yeah, I
2: just hate messing with some of those um, yeah. Homemade remedies, because like you're putting a bunch of ammonia in your soil, like and then <laughs> if you're growing something, I don't know if I want to eat that.
10: Yeah, exactly. you probably
2: kill the slugs, but you might be like, there's just some of those things they're not tested. So I, I like mm. even like people say use vinegar for weeds, but some of the vinegars that are out there are very corrosive, and oh. you can really burn your your hands and and yeah. your soil and stuff like that. So yeah. you just you just got to be careful. I would I would say like if you're the homemade remedy of the of the slug pub is probably the one that I would go with if you want a home remedy <laughs> or like the diatomaceous earth works good, the yeah. watering practices will make a big difference. And then this just use the slug bait because they're very safe.
10: Awesome. Thank you very much.
2: All right. Thank you, Laurel. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. And if you want to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHUR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And that is the talk and text line. And we do have Chris from the tree lot she's uh working the text for me this morning um as we got lots of text coming in so it's very helpful so that way we can get through to all you guys hopefully get all your answers to you to your questions but right now i'm going to go down to the tropical house we're going to see what's up down there with jen good morning jen
5: well good morning merle
2: how are you today
5: i'm doing great thank you taking a break from the sunshine from the last few days
2: <laughs> yeah we get a little bit of cloud cover you guys yeah. had a you had a great day it sure felt like spring in there yesterday lots of people roaming around outside and all kinds oh, of yeah. fun stuff
5: yeah it's been awesome especially getting that humidity up in there as well people are really loving just just being in there I actually had a customer yesterday uh two days ago um say to me that it just she She forgot all her stresses. she just loved being in there because she just forgot about anything outside of our walls. so it was so nice to hear absolutely
2: yeah. We're very lucky, you know, in a lot of ways sometimes like this some people have to go down and work in a factory or a warehouse or something mm-hmm. you know like we we're pretty we're pretty lucky to <laughs> come into a little tropical paradise and talk oh, about plants right. and yeah, you're absolutely and, uh, right. Helping yeah. people create those special places in their homes and their yards. I know, uh, and I'm just amazed at, at what at how quickly some of this stuff is selling this year. <laughs> and I know you and Zoe are working hard on keeping everything stocked up. But like even like how, like all the great herbs you guys just got on.
5: Oh my heavens! Yes, did we talk about them? We talked about some mint, I think, last weekend. Yeah, but, last week. Um, but
2: now you got a better selection.
5: Oh yeah, the mint um I really like this. I don't know that we ordered from these guys before, but I really like the product. It's it's beautiful. It's full and it's lush and it's uh, anyhow. And so we have rosemary as well. I know people are always looking for rosemary, but I can't believe there are so many varieties of rosemary. I've never seen so many varieties. It's And there's the what crazy. is it? Is it
2: the one that we got Tabor thyme? And I and mm-hmm. I asked that the one lady yeah, there right. yesterday, is it, like, Oh, do you gonna put that on your table corn? <laughs> she oh, looked at me like making I the was the
5: funny yeah. Yeah,
2: she thought it was kinda she looked at me odd, <laughs> like this sort of uh so that guy thinks he's funny. <laughs> Anyways, so um what other like I know we had basil, but what other sort of popular herbs do you guys got in stock right now?
5: Mm-hmm. We have oregano too, people are always looking for oregano. Um, we have some tarragon in some of the more unusual ones sage I had a customer in we were We were just kind of talking about sage and and some people some people actually just want to try new herbs to see you know what can they use them for so um, so we have a couple different sages in right now. I expect we'll be getting more of those and I'm just kind of running down the list the parsley obviously as well we've got catnip we've got chives um, what else do we have the? Lemon verbena, which is one of my favorites. I tell customers about every single year because I just love the smell of it. I, just, I want it in my house just for the smell of that stuff. Fantastic. So, yeah. Awesome.
2: Yeah. And, so. and as far as what other, like what do you see and Where is everyone going after right now?
5: Ooh. Uh, well, everyone is going after tomatoes, so out of the herbs. And then um, for herbs, I would say probably the mint still. People uh, people love their mint, and I think it's so versatile, right? You can use it in cooking, and, and you tease, and, and yeah.
2: Okay. And we're seeing a resurgence of flowering host plants.
5: Oh, my. Uh-huh. Yeah, the begonias. <laughs> Did you notice that when you were in yesterday? The begonias yeah. are gone again. And so the roses, The azaleas. The azaleas. Yeah. yeah it's, we had the, the tree, the topiary azaleas. Um, we still have some azaleas left, and we do still have some roses left, I think, in a six inch pot and also some four inch ones, which are super cute. Um, but you're right, the flowering has just been going and, right up the and door. That,
2: So there's lots of, I know there's lots of negative with COVID and stuff like that, but, and sometimes you have to stop and just smell the roses a bit, I guess yeah. is what it is. <laughs> Oh, and, there and, you go. <laughs> there you go. He's back. He's got one check mark. Um, but, it it is true though, but it's kind of brought us home, and then you, you you get to bring a few more plants in your house. And I think after we all get to breathe, I think a lot of people have gotten into gardening, and I I hope that they stay in it because it it's so good for your soul. It's good for your mind. It takes you away, right? So it's
5: absolutely well, yeah. Merle, I think it's even it's been proven as well, right? There's been some studies on in terms of soil and greenery and whatnot, not just in terms of air quality, but just what it does for your body and what it does for your mind. I think it's it's a super healthy thing to be involved in, and, and people are naturally gravitating towards it all.
2: Well, because it it, it it does feel good, right? Like yeah, mm-hmm. and I was out in the patio yesterday at home, and uh, my wife Carolyn, she was running the trowel and the little cultivator through the soil nice just doing that feels good right like you put your hands in the soil you sort of you're turning it over you're seeing the life and you just sort of wow that's going to feel good when i get that going so yeah
5: 100 percent.
2: yeah awesome and uh tropical plants you had a few sort of sought after stuff you had some some of those uh the what what are the darker ravens called
5: Oh, or the ZZs. <laughs> Jess already warned me to make sure that we. Uh, yeah, those are the ravens. You're right. Those are the darker zizis, and they're gone. They're they were in and gone. So we'll we'll just need to get our hands on some more of those guys. They're they're so pretty. And we, and and we yeah.
2: And we didn't advertise that. We just we just kept them off of social media. That way, just our regular, who's ever roaming through the greenhouse gets a surprise. Because exactly. sometimes yeah. there's some of the plant groups out there that just. Are, are are watching those like uh hawk <laughs> they come in and scoop them up so we just we want to leave it as a surprise sort of for whoever's just roaming through so
5: yeah um, they were so nice too and what did you notice the whale fins that we have in as well those sansevieria yeah yeah, yeah, so that's uh, we have our hands on that one. I think I posted it myself. That all the we are we always looking too for all these new cool things. And so the whale fins are in right now. Um, yeah, I see, Chris has,
2: Chris has Chris one in her d- up on top of the shelf there. So we might have to. <laughs> she has to remember to take it home.
5: <laughs> I know she does. Yeah, our little yeah, all our yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad working at a greenhouse. It's it's bad for us. We keep buying all the all the plants too. So. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Well. Thanks, Jen, and uh, always great. And I know uh, lots of people enjoy their stop in and say hi to you from the radio show. So if you see Jen roaming around in there, say hi to her and Jessica and Jonah. And we got the Triple J's in there again today, I think, and uh, or maybe not Jonah today. He's taking it easy because of school. So
5: anyways, thanks, Jen. Love it. Thanks, Marl. Have a great day.
2: Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right. And I got to take a break. And when I get back, I'm going to go to the phone lines. I think Scott and Jack are still there. And we will chat a little gardening with them. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And I'm going to go to the phone line and we're going to chat with Scott. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Merle. Hey, how can I help you?
11: i got some quick questions. deals with hydrangeas. You actually touched on this last week, and I only caught the last part of your answer, and that was dealing with quick-fire hydrangeas. Yeah. What kind of spring prep do I do with that as far as the shaping goes? I can do that, I assume. Yeah. And yep. the, spent flower, the spent blooms. So right now, I, I just leave them until
2: I start seeing green sprouts coming up right. from them. Um, and then, from that point, I sort of they'll be about an inch long or so, and at that point, I kinda just even them up and i just I just prune it just like a quarter inch above um wherever the growth I want, so if you see one that's way higher than the other ones, I'll bring that one down to even it up and uh and then just cut those off, and at that time, the blooms will come off because typically they'll get a little bit of winter kill, probably four inches or five inches, possibly sometimes a little bit more. Um, on the branches sometimes you'll get growth right to the top but i know my limelights last year they actually died back a fair bit um but my quick fire i have a topier quick fire in the backyard and it uh it barely died back at all just below the bloom so i just evened up the ball to, to get it to go from there so
11: okay so just just snip off those blooms and then shape if you want and go from there
2: yeah, just even it up. You'll sort of see this sort of try and keep that nice circular shape and then just, yeah, just cut just above the, the green new growth. And and then it's then it, they're one that always amazed me because even me, I'm looking at it and I know in my head what it's going to do and it's going to be all right. But you kind of look at them and like, this looks like a dead stick sitting there. you kind of like, huh. And then within like, it almost seems like within a week it just poof, it just all the green growth just pops out. Um, they they are a heavy feeder and they do like a little bit of water with the obviously the word hydrangea so they do like the fertilizer the fifteen thirty fifteen after a good watering um, that does make all the difference here in Calgary just getting some food into the soil because they're a little heavy more heavy phosphate than a lot of the native shrubs and stuff to our area so okay
11: now I have an east facing garden. And I have Annabelle hydrangeas in there, and I want to transplant, transplant them. The root system on those aren't that extensive. It's easy enough to transplant, i take it.
2: Absolutely. Really quite easy, and you can do that as soon as it's thawed. Um, are you moving those to just a different location? or
11: No, actually, I'm more or less just shunting them over a little bit so I could even make a little trough and just push them along.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. they'll be totally fine. Just let it thaw out a bit more before yeah. you see too much new growth, shuff them over. Uh, yeah, and they love that east location. They can even go on a north location, so if anybody's looking for something in a little bit shadier spot, the
1: Annabelle's will do great there.
11: Now, on the as stated with the Annabelle hydrangeas, I wanted to put in some hostas in the front of them, which is why I want to shift the hydrangeas over. And yep. I was looking at possibly put a variety that's either low to a mid-height. What would you suggest on that?
2: Um, we have so many um, of that, and I'm not... Totally fluent on every variety of the. I know when we bring them in, they'll have them separated in heights. Um, so we'll we'll have lots of all the various heights in the hostas that are hardy for our area, and uh, and you can also look at mixing ligularia in there, and brunaria is another good one for in front. Brunaria gets a real nice lacy blue flower, sort of looks like baby's breath. Okay. Um, and it still has that variegated growth. They look great in the shade as well.
11: And uh, Ligularia. I was going to put them behind the hostas. How high does that usually get? Because, or no, not sorry, not hostas. Annabelle hydrangea. They get pretty high. The hydrangea. Yes. Ligularia yeah. uh, would that be able to get a little? Ligularia. Above
2: that? Yeah. Well, it does. It goes well about the same, but not enough to really go behind it because it's not big enough. So what I would do is sort of I would put it in between my Annabelles because that way you'll get the contrast of the leaf right. and it'll fill in those, just that spot in between your, hyd- in, in between your hydrangeas. I gotcha. Uh, or to pillar it, you can put them on either end and they yeah. look, I, like I said, I love that combination. I do the ligularias, Annabelles, and then Hostas, and it looks phenomenal.
11: Okay, because I was going to put it in behind, but you suggest in between. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you
2: very Thanks, much. Thanks, Scott.
11: You know. Yeah, yep, share
2: some pictures when you get that going.
11: I will. Thank you. Thanks, Scott.
2: Bye-bye. All right. And I got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR.
0: Cloudy, minus 3, minus 8 with the wind chill in downtown Calgary. Good morning from Global News. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Ted Henley. Is a third wave of COVID-19 starting to hit Alberta, some doctors telling Global News yes, and they warn against easing health restrictions. 99 variant cases of COVID reported yesterday as part of a total of 556 new cases province-wide. Meanwhile, another rally against lockdowns was held in Calgary this weekend, this time in Prince's Island. Park. As Global's Jackie Wilson reports, the local rally joined others across the country.
4: Is this what a looks like? These demonstrators from across Alberta met at Prince's Island Park to protest pandemic public health restrictions.
7: It's what you're seeing around the world. People want to be represented, and right now, that's not happening.
4: Calgary police took down a fence prior to the rally that was put up by the city to protect the area. In a statement, the city says it's because this was an unauthorized event without a permit. And the fence was a preventative measure to protect assets on the site, including the stage and grounds. Calgary police say no tickets were handed out, although organizers of similar rallies have been cited with violations days after the protests. Jackie Wilson, Global News. The
0: province's COVID-19 contact tracing app is raising the eyebrows of some Alberta engineers right now because of performance issues. Since January 13th, the AB Trace Together app has been used to track 32 cases. For perspective, since the pandemic began, there have been more than 140,000 positive cases identified in Alberta. Calgary engineer Ziad Fazel says the province needs to move to the federal app right away.
11: Well, I think the Alberta app should be thrown in the garbage. And I found out twice over the 11 months, 10 months that Alberta Trace Together has been in operation. How many people have actually used it? to submit a log to the provincial government.
0: Bezos says while more than 300,000 Albertans have downloaded the app, that does not necessarily mean that everyone is using it. Fire investigators could be back on the scene this morning of a duplex fire in Calgary trying to figure out exactly how it began. As Global's Carolyn Curry de Castillo reports, a 30-year-old man is in hospital with life-threatening burns to his body.
4: Calgary firefighters were called to the scene of the duplex fire in the 6,000 block of 8th Avenue Southeast at around 9 Friday evening. When they got there, they found smoke coming from the back of the home. Ashley Arnosti lives on the other side of the duplex where the fire started. Her first thought was to get the man who lives in the suite below her out because he has mobility issues. When Ashley went banging on his door he was unaware the place next to him was on fire. Another man was rescued by firefighters. He was taken to Foothills Hospital in critical condition, suffering from burns. EMS says four other people were assessed but didn't require transport. Fire investigators are still trying to determine what started the blaze. Carolyn Curry Castillo, Global News.
0: A peaceful march at dawn today by medical professionals in Myanmar, kicking off yet another day of protests throughout that country. About 100 doctors, nurses, medical students and pharmacists lining along the main road in Mandalay, that's Myanmar's second largest city. They're protesting the February 1st coup that toppled the elected civilian government. Elsewhere, at a different rally, security forces shot and killed one person. So far, at least 247 deaths in the South Asian country have been linked to a post-coup crackdown. An injured owl found in San Francisco has been sent to a British Columbia breeding facility now to try to help expand the endangered species gene pool. The owl is nicknamed Cali. And Jasmine McCullough, the coordinator at the Northern Spotted Owl breeding program, says it took months of logistical work to get Callie into Canada.
5: In theory, just based on biology and and theories, um, biological theory, is that his genetics paired with a genetically distinct individual, their offspring will be um, very very fit um, and good to breed for with other
0: uh, owls here too. Four-year-old Callie brings the potential to help produce stronger offspring if it finds a mate among the female spotted owls at the facility in Langley, B.C. In sports, the Flames did keep Austin Matthews off the score sheet last night, but it wasn't enough. Calgary losing to the Leafs 2-0, splitting a two-game set though. Calgary plays Ottawa next starting at 5 o'clock tomorrow night. Global News Sky Tracker weather today. Chance of flurries this morning, then off and on cloud cover throughout the rest of the day. Windy as well today, high of about 8 degrees. Tonight, cloudy overnight with a low of minus 3. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud. Windy again with a high of 6. It is minus 3 degrees right now at 10.05. Breaking news when it happens. Our next scheduled news update at 10.30. I'm Ted Henley.
2: Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And that is also the talk and text line. So uh, we got Chris on the other end answering some text. But right now I'm going to go to Jack. Good morning, Jack.
9: Hello, Merle. How are you? Uh, Good, good. How can I help you? Yeah, I I had a question with regards to uh, feathered reed grass. Uh, We purchased... A bunch last early spring, planted it, and with winter and snow on top of it, uh, a lot of the uh, strands or feathers, we'll call it, uh, were crushed, etc. I'm just wondering what kind of care should be given to them uh, prior to winter or or early spring.
2: A lot of them in the winter, I just let everything just go, and I don't cut anything back on perennials or grasses or anything in the going into winter. I leave them all winter, and when they fall down and and if they get crushed by snow, that's just mother's Nature's way of helping protect it as well. So unless you live in Vancouver or stuff, then they tidy their gardens up nice and neat and tidy. But in Calgary, we need Mother Nature. We need those protection of that old foliage and that around it. So within sort of once I get into April... I, I go right down as tight as I can and cut down all the old foliage, all the old grass, and then the new stuff will start
9: popping up from there. Oh, wonderful! Okay, I was curious about that. That if I was worried that if I cut it, it's never going to come back. So that's great. Yeah, right. no, so they, all the yeah, okay. they all come
2: from the root. Yeah, they all come from um, the root. But make sure they get the fertilizer, and our lawn fertilizer works great. You can just sprinkle that in around the the flower bed of that, and right. uh, and ensure that it's getting a good water. And, uh, and then that will really give it a good push, and you should be good.
9: Wonderful. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate it. By the way, uh, we've been avid listeners to your show for years and uh, really appreciate uh, your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah, no, and I love doing it. I, I learn something all the time, too. I love to see what's going on and and, uh, and then chatting with people at the garden center and stuff. So thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jack. Thank you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Where am I at for time? 10.08. I'm going to go to Crystal. Good morning, Crystal.
12: Hi, Merle. How are you?
2: Good, good. How can I help you?
12: We have um, a lot, our lot next to us, I should say, we live in the Crowsness Pass. And the lot next to us that we live, that we own, has um, a bunch of aspens. They're about 20 feet tall. Our Mm -hmm. question is, can we trim them down to about 15 feet just to clean them up? Because they're quite top-heavy right now, like heavier growth at the top, and we're wondering how would they grow back? Will they grow from the bottom again or, yeah.
2: Well, so these are native trees like in the forest type thing? Correct. Or were they plant, yeah. So they're more of a a generational tree. So typically they will, because they grow close together, they tend to lose a lot of their foliage down low, and they grow mainly on top. It's sort of when you're walking through the forest, all the leaves are on the top two-thirds or one-third of the tree for the most part. Is that right. about right? Yeah,
12: that's correct.
2: Okay. It's hard. Like You can top them a little bit, but aspens, if it's anything bigger than like your finger or your thumb, I just don't like doing it. It opens them up for disease and stuff. And a lot of times when they're thick on top, they're just not getting enough light below and that's typically why there's no foliage on the lower part and they just grow close together so and typically they they last uh, about 20 years and then the young ones they start suckering up and then they'll push the old ones over so there's kind of a generational tree so as they grow they'll push the old ones out of the house and then the, the young ones come up from the bottom
12: yeah, um, so would it be a good idea to thin them out or just let them naturally, like you say with the generation
2: tree, just let yeah, them
12: naturally would, thin themselves out?
2: Yeah, I would leave them. Um, if you want to add a couple, like if you mix in a mountain pine, like even on the perimeter or a couple mountain pines around a certain area that you're trying to make it look a little bit better, pines and aspen look really nice together. And okay. so if you even some mugo pines below or or the mountain pine, add a couple of that to that, right, and it just right. really, really creates a nice-looking spot.
12: Oh, that's a really great suggestion. Thank yeah, you.
2: Okay. Yeah, you'll like it. it. It just it just gives it that little bit more natural look, but gives you that year-round color with some evergreens in there, so it'll look really good.
12: Yeah, absolutely. And, yes, and just like your previous caller, we're addicted to your show. We listen to it every week. Awesome. So thank, thank you. Thank you very, very much. Have a great day.
2: You too. Thank you so much, Crystal. Bye bye. All right. And I get, we're going to go to Corinne. Good morning, Corinne.
9: Good morning, Merle. Um, Hi. I'm, I'm calling from Edmonton, so I don't know if that okay. matters, but. I've got uh, a, we'll, we'll,
2: a, we'll let it go. No.
9: All right. <laughs> uh, I've got about a 15 year old weeping cargana in the front yard. Yep. And I've got some trees that have matured around it and, of course, is choking the light out of it. So I want to transplant it this year, but I am kind of curious as to when the best time to do that would be.
2: You you want to do... a Kerrigan is actually usually fairly easy to move. Um, They they don't have big root systems. They have lots of uh, fibrous roots. So what you want to do is find the spot you want to move it first, dig the hole, and have it ready to go. Is it? Are you moving it in the same yard, Corinne?
9: Yeah, it's just going to be moving it to a more sunny location because it's just every year it looks less and less lively just because it's just not getting the yeah. sun it used to.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. So, and then you want to you just want to dig out. You want to get as big a ball as you can. So, uh, early spring you want to do it before it leaves out. So as soon as the snows melted and you can actually dig into the ground. Um, well, fairly the easy been melted
9: for a long time up here that's why i'm just like kind of ready to go but uh, i know we're yeah. probably not through it yet
2: so yeah just try and dig if you can dig the ground um like if you could dig a like a foot down if you can stick a shovel through there fairly easy then you could probably move it um okay. almost anytime. but i'd wait till mid-april or something and then that. F- it's not so bad, and and but you're going to want to stake it up because the we I would imagine being that old. It's it has a good top on it. It's going to be a little bit heavy.
9: No, it's not that top heavy. That's the same oh, okay. Thing. It's, okay. It's Kind of sad looking
2: okay so no that's that's makes it easier for transplanting not great for the look of it but that's fine so just get as much as you can about mid-april have your hole ready and what i typically do is i have a tarp or something right beside the hole where i'm digging the tree out of and i lift up the root ball out onto the tarp and then i just slide the tarp over to the new location put it into the hole. Water it well, and I'd probably use either the Mike's or Rage Plus or ten fifty two ten as ah, when I, I transplant it.
9: Okay, so do fertilize then.
2: Absolutely, you want something with a high middle number. You want to get the roots going, okay. but you want to water it well first, and then fertilize sort of once a week for the for the up until about mid June July sort of thing, and uh, and that should help get the roots established. And root in, and you might want to stake it up, uh, uh, just in case if you get a good wind coming through there. Just you might want to ensure you have it have it staked up.
9: Okay, and then the one final question: the Rage Plus. I've been looking for it here in Edmonton, and I found a place that carries it, but it's um, like, is it just Rage Plus? Is it all the same? Because there's only I see only one, and it's got yeah, a pretty small bottle. Um yeah, Of yeah, yeah it's is it with water. Is that yeah, it's it,
2: and it makes one of those bottles. It's a one liter bottle, I think, and it make it'll make three hundred liters of of mix because it's fairly concentrated.
9: Okay, so and this yeah. is what you're feeding your trees and stuff like that too. Yeah,
2: to it love to it's it's great. It adds life to your soil. It's like sort of a liquid compost in a bottle.
9: Okay, and yeah, because I've got a maple that's just also not doing well in my backyard, so I don't know if that's yeah, just aging trees, out or...
2: Yeah, when trees aren't doing well, the Rage Plus is a great product. Birch trees love it. Um, maples will do well. It just because what it does, it it replenishes, gets the tissues living again. It adds life into the soil, and it gets your roots living, so it's able to okay. take up the food. So okay. it's great stuff. Yeah, up so there, that you one got liter
9: s- bottle you said should be lots. Then
2: yeah, it, it mixes like I said. It that one bottle makes three hundred liters. So depends okay. how much you do. Yeah, and you should be able to. Yeah, if you get up there, I think Salisbury has it up there. Um,
9: yeah, I think I found a couple places that do carry it. I just wasn't sure if that was what you were talking about because it just seemed like a small bottle for trees. But if it mixes yeah. up a lot, then okay, maybe. Yeah, it
2: is. he. Yeah, his brand is uh, it's called Dirt and Grow. So Sheldon also has one for seeds. He has a great tomato fertilizer. And a couple other ones that he carries under his brand. So his is all organic. He used to work for more of a, a chemical company and he wanted to do more organics and they didn't believe in what he was doing. So he said, enough with you guys. I'm going to go make my own. And he he's created some really, really good products. So
9: Well, fair enough. I'll be supporting it. So okay, awesome. good. Thank you very much.
2: Right. Thanks, Trin. Okay, and thanks for calling from Edmonton. Cheers. Hey.
9: No problem. Bye bye.
2: Bye-bye. Awesome. And I think I should probably take a break. Phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHUR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald Coombs, and I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and I'm going to chat with Lynn. Good morning, Lynn.
10: Yes, Merle. I called in before... Hi. A, hi. I called in before a Evergreen Tree, and I didn't know the name. I tried to send you an email. It probably failed. I found out what it is. It's a Scot's pine.
2: Okay, nice.
10: And it's gorgeous. But uh, they, they finally have them here in Lethbridge, and I can get yep. one. And it's the, the Colomer, because I've got a small yard. But yep. I face... It'll face west. It'll be on the west. I've got a six-foot fence. That should be fine. Would that be fine?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Good. They're actually fairly hardy. Just ensure that um, I would have bark mulch around the soil. Right. Because that's going to be in a bit of a hotter location. Yes. Um, So I would just ensure that you have... um, uh, bark mulch around it. And mm-hmm. just make sure you just do that slow, deep watering when you water. Okay. And you don't want to keep it wet all the time. And just don't plant them too deep. The biggest mistake people do when they when they plant evergreens, they plant them too deep. So out of the pot, I always leave the pot stick up um, or the plant root ball, have it stick out of the ground an inch or two. And okay. then I just mound the soil up to it. Because okay. then that way um, you're not burying them too deep, and that okay. that's fine. You can you'll you'll have a little ridge sticking up. You right. can just break that off, round it up, and then just mound the soil up to it so it's sort of sloped away. Okay. And and they will love that.
10: Good, because I'm having Narbus do it for me. I <laughs> I can't do this myself.
2: Yeah, just ensure that he just um um and, or the garden center wherever you're getting it, they probably uh-huh. provide a planting service. Just just ensure that they leave it stick up. You bet. All right.
10: One more question. Yep. A, a birch tree or or an armor maple. An armor maple in the backyard. I'm I'm getting it's close to the house. It's on the west again. I've been researching this for over a month, but I can't make up my mind. I love birch.
2: Yeah, the birch are really good. The only problem is the birch leaf miner, and that's I know. so <laughs> and that's the struggle. So they really love the rage plus And if you ensure that your water, it's going to do really good. But your maples, great. Um, If you want sort of that specimen tree, like even Ohio Buckeye is another really, really nice one.
10: They're a little messy, aren't
2: they? A little bit. Not bad, though. Like, you just get those. They have the nuts on them. They have the, like, it looks like a little nut with spikes on it.
10: Right.
2: But when you break, yeah, they're they're not real messy. Like, you're not out there like, oh, my God, look at all these. (laughs) It's not bad at all.
10: I'm trying to stay around twenty feet you know tall and and twenty six maybe up to twenty six with width my my yard's little I've got a small yard and I want it for a shade tree
2: close to that yeah yeah no it's uh yeah i would I would look at that um, Okay. either one of those those are great gladiator crab apples another nice one and it's an ornamental crab so it's not it's not yeah, one that at you're gonna those get
10: last year and i I saw that little crab apple was a little bit big and I, I'm seventy eight and I don't want to be raking a lot. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, typically you don't get much, they stay on for the most part in it, but it does bring a lot of birds into your yard. Well, so they the birds eat that.
10: I've got yeah. quite a bit for the birds. Good.
2: Awesome. All right. Thanks,
10: Merle. Thanks, Amelia.
2: You're very welcome. Thank Love you. Your show. Bye-bye.
10: All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: All right. And so that was Lynn. I'm going to go to Connie. Good morning, Connie.
13: Good morning.
2: Hi, how can I help you?
13: I just have a question. Uh, is the number 20, 13, 15, 6 good for garden fertilizer?
2: Sorry, what, what is it again? Sorry? 20,
13: 13, yeah.
2: 15, 6? Yeah, that's a good fertilizer. Okay,
13: yep. good. Okay, it's a good,
2: well balanced. Yep.
13: Okay, good. It, and, I, and there's I different to,
2: mixes. Uh, sorry, what? I said there's lots of different mixes out there, but that's a decent one. It's not super high on the nitrogen. It has a good amount of, of phosphate in the middle, so that's a good one. Okay,
13: good, good. And I need to know what I can put on the bottom of the apple tree to keep the rodent
2: out. Um, that's the that's the that's a question. It's hard. I just I feel really bad. One of my neighbors, Miles, I was over at his his house last night. Just had a look at his trees for him. Um, the the mice and the rabbits went and just chewed like a foot off the bark off all of his apple trees. He sort of planted a little mini orchard. I felt bad. Like it just it
7: just it, sets them right can, back.
2: It, it's not good if they get too deep, too. It can kill them because it takes the it's like pulling your skin off, right? Yeah, so so we That's have a product called Lack lac-
13: and they don't produce the way they should.
2: No, and it, yeah, it's really hard on So I got a product called Lack Balsam that you put on those wounds, and it's a breathable bark replacement. But before that, um, to for the damage and for mice, and that you got to use a, like a really tight wire. Or a product called Bob X that just tastes it tastes really bad. It's a herb based product. Oh um, so either that or you have to use like the really f- small um, wire that like has a, like quarter inch holes right. in it. Right. So that way the mice can't get through there.
13: Right, right. Now what did you call that again?
2: Um just um it's it's what, just
13: what did you a call it? uh,
2: what, what what did you call bobex? Yeah, bob B O B B E X.
13: And, and you just paint that on the
2: trunk? Yeah, on the wounds, yeah, when they have, or no, that one you just spray on the trunk. Oh, spray. You just spray okay, it on the trunk. And actually, you can spray it on your flowers and stuff too. If you have deer or, or other things, rabbits eating your stuff, you can use that as well.
13: Okay, and can you spell that again?
2: B-O-B-B-E-X. Oh,
13: okay, and can you buy that in any uh, garden store?
2: For the most part, I think. Um, I know we have it down at Spruce It Up so i i I think the other guys, most of them have it
13: right okay and and All right. and, and you say that's the spray, yes, okay, good, good, and if and if and I probably will put wire on there too,
2: and, yeah, it doesn't hurt if you've got lots of mice, especially when we have the deep snow like we had this year, the mice hide underneath the snow and they can go up to the trunk, so the other good thing is pull the snow away from the from the trunks of your trees in the winter time, right. Just yeah, so heard, they're not. I heard
13: you mention that before the other day.
2: Yeah, because the that way the predators way. like the owls and the hawks and things can see the see the little see mice, the mice and stuff. Yeah,
13: and then, and then they can have dinner.
2: Exactly. <laughs> All right.
13: <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for your help, then.
2: You're very welcome. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, and I should probably just take break here in a minute i got a quick question here on text i'll do it it just says here hi merle i have this white actually where is it where are we here i have patches of clover in my front back front and backyard how can i get rid of it and this is from yasmin one of the things you can use is uh 240 is the killaxe And if you use that in combination with our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer, you'll get your lawn nice and healthy. And when you get your lawn healthy, it's going to choke out a bunch of those weeds. And then to help get the clover under control, you just use the killex and you just spot spray where you have those bad patches. And then once your lawn thickens up, it'll just choke them out. And then by next year, you probably will not have to use the 2,4-D anymore. So you can give that a try, and that should work out really good for you. I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. It is cloudy, minus 2 degrees in downtown Calgary.
0: Good morning from Global News. It is 10.30. I'm Ted Henley. Are we in a COVID third wave? Some doctors think we are and have been in the wave for about a week already in Alberta. Another 556 new cases of COVID reported yesterday. 99 of those variant strains. Now, tomorrow is the earliest we can get a decision on possibly moving to phase 3 of the reopening plan. We are below the 300 hospitalization threshold a key metric used by health officials but case counts are up 43 percent over the last two weeks and that could delay things global news sky tracker weather today chance of flurries this morning then off and on cloud cover for the rest of the day windy with a high of eight tonight cloudy and a low of minus three tomorrow a mix of sun and cloud and a high of six right now it is minus three our next scheduled news at
2: 11 i'm ted henley Welcome back to Let's Start Gardening, Emerald Coombs, and we got a full phone board right now, so we'll go through a couple of those. But uh, if you want to try back in a bit, four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. I'm going to go to Peter. Good morning, Peter.
1: Good morning, uh, Merle, uh I'm calling to find out whether Spruce It Up sells Parthenocarpic cucumber seeds. Ooh, what was that one again? Parthenocarpic. It just means
2: that they don't
1: need to be uh, don't we don't need bees around or to uh, to fertilize.
2: Oh, uh, to oh to pollinate them. You mean on the on the cucumbers? Yes,
1: yes,
2: yes. I believe we do, but let me just double check. I'm pretty sure the the West Coast seeds are are like that. So let me just check, and I'll I'll mention it off on on the air. I'll just text the store and and I'll find out for that, and then I'll, I'll, if you just keep listening, I'll mention it, okay?
1: Okay, and Merle, have you heard of anybody cutting up Irish spring soap bars and putting them in the garden to keep animals away?
2: Yes, I've heard that some people have, have said they use it for, for mice and stuff when they store their trailers and stuff, like the holiday trailers, they say they use a like a potato peeler, or like you said, they slice it and just put slices of the Irish Spring around the round their holiday trailers. It helps keep the mice away. Okay. So does it, yeah. does
7: it work with deer as well?
2: I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't trust it with deer. Deer are pretty resilient when they want to get in somewhere. The yeah. Bobex product does work really well because it just tastes really bad. So when they when they go at it, um, they uh, they when they taste it, it it's pretty nasty. Okay. So, and that you kind of apply over the winter, sort of once a month, sort of thing. Every couple months, you go out and give it, just freshen it up a little bit. Okay. And then that works pretty good. But yeah, I've I've heard that. But, but I think being outside, if it in the sun, and if there's any kind of moisture, I imagine it would dissolve it too, right? I would think.
1: Yes, in time, I think it would. Yeah. Okay. Good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Peter. Bye-bye.
2: All right. And I'm going to go to Jerry. Good morning, Jerry.
1: Hey there. Uh, Just noticed as the snow is melting here, uh, we got a yard that faces the east here. And um, the uh, grass is covered in all sorts of mulch. It looks like about a ten- Little tunnels. I think so. It's like we didn't clean it last fall. That's one question. but. Not sure um, what to do and not yeah. sure where, where they go if they are there.
2: Well, what it is, it's because it's when we have the deep snow cover all winter like that. So they use it, they just, because they can go around and no one sees them, right? Like the hawks and the owls. and So they can just go through, tunneling through all your lawns. So it's just, a lot of it is um, either mice or bulls. And they just tunnel through, they take the grass back to their nest and they just chew through it and uh, and they can do it without being noticed. So when the snow melts... You have that. So the best thing to do is let it dry out. You can remove the loose stuff now. um, But really what you want to do is uh, when you use, if you use our green it up lawn fertilizer, it helps build the roots up a lot more than the regular fertilizer. So that way it can recover from things like this. And if it's really bad, like if they took it right down to the soil, you might want to just top dress that area and put a little bit of grass seed in there. But for the most part, if you just give it a good uh application of our green it up lawn fertilizer, it'll just it'll make that grass, it'll fill right in and uh and you should be fine.
7: Okay, so we didn't do anything wrong last fall.
2: Not at all. No, it's just the snow cover. Um and it's where I noticed my neighbor has a little bit. I don't. There was none in my yard for whatever reason, so I'm lucky. But just on the other side of the fence, he has like a, there's like a, a eight by eight patch with uh, where I can see the tunnels going through the grass. So it just uh, happens to be wherever they are. And like I said, they just take advantage of the snow cover and they just tunnel through the grass because, uh, like I said, they feel a lot more brave because there's no uh, there's no uh, predators that can see them. So.
7: And so they just move on this spring? We don't have to? Yeah, yeah. No, they move on. Well,
2: yeah, they go back into the deeper grass because they, they don't like being around when you're mowed grass because uh, lawnmowers and mice and, and voles aren't very good together. And when, if you keep your grass mowed, they tend to stay away a little bit more. So, oh, We certainly
1: have never
2: seen anything like that around here. Yeah, it just last year because we had so much snow. Basically, since December till now, the snow really didn't melt, right? We had snow all winter so they they kind of love that so if you're anywhere near a a bit of a green space typically is where they will come in a lot easier or just if there's a some of the old areas if there's lots of mice in around that area you can set traps or the or the mice bait traps you can put those around the perimeter of your yard um but really it's just a matter once you start mowing your grass get it growing they'll be
1: gone Oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah, we've never seen anything in the house or anything, so we're just kind of concerned, so thanks.
2: Yeah, no, you should be fine. Just like I said, they were just taking advantage of that.
1: Okay,
2: All righty? Okay. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go probably squeeze one more in here. I'm going to go to Tony. Good morning, Tony.
7: Morning, Merle. How are you doing?
2: Good, good. How can I help you?
7: Um, I've got three, I guess, I think when I bought them, they were called it, uh Colomer Blue Spruce? Does that sound right?
2: Yeah, yep. If Asigata spruce or yeah, Colomer yeah, Blue? So yep.
7: They're in the they're south facing and I've got three of them along between the neighbors of mine. And the bottoms are so spindly. Like the one, is there a like a like a fertilizer steak or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I would we need to, to try to get them to uh
2: they do look a little spindly on the bottom sometimes until you'll really notice, like how many years ago did you plant these?
7: Uh, probably four, four years ago.
2: Yeah, you'll start to see them. They'll start filling up, filling out now, like after the third, fourth, fifth year, they'll start okay. filling out from the bottom, but they typically don't look great on the bottom. Um, they're notorious for that. So mm-hmm. I would just use a product. I would ensure I have bark mulch down there around them cool. and then use a product 30 10 10.
7: 30
2: 10 10? Okay. Yep. And you can okay. start fertilizing them sorta of early May sort of thing when, when it's thawed out, give them a good water. You can hose them down really good anytime. Just okay. get the water into there and then use the product 30 10 10 and you should be good. Okay. And they'll fill in, like they'll start filling in. But you can also plant like junipers, like blue star junipers around them or some yeah. lower shrubs around there. Or carl oh, okay. forest or grasses look really good around those as well.
7: Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Thank you.
2: Uh, all right. Thanks, okay, Tony.
7: You guys have a great
2: day. You too. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right. And I'm going to take a break. If you want to join me after the break, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Less Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with James. Good morning, James. Good. Hi, James. Hi, Merle. How are you? Good, good. How can I help you?
1: Yeah, I got a... Uh, last, last spring, I put together a front yard uh, shrub and flower garden, okay. and I uh, put a bunch of boxwoods in and a mountain fire and i picked up a, a winged burning bush from uh, from you as well and okay. uh, it didn't grow as well as i was hoping you know in the first six months i guess before the fall and then i'm wondering this year how do i uh, you know get the growth to uh, be better i guess i don't know should i fertilize and do i use the rage plus or what do you suggest
2: for those ones, what I would do is, yeah, the first year, the the plant is really concentrated on the roots. A lot of times, especially on boxwood and, and those ones, you're not going to see a big growth on top. Um, and hopefully they probably look a little bit, do they look a little bit yellowy right now or how are they looking?
1: Yeah, a yellowish-orange kind of looks yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a little bit typical. They should green up from there okay. but they also you might want to look at using a product with those uh with the boxwood it's called wilt proof in the fall it's a uh, anti-desiccant and it just it helps it's like a lip balm for um plants i like to recommend it for cedars boxwoods it just helps any of that winter desiccation as well so okay. what i would do, what i would do is just ensure you water it really well and then I'd probably go to like a fertilizer, like a 20-20-20 for those. Just a good all-purpose. And it's going to have enough phosphate to produce flowers. It's going to have the nitrogen on top um, in there. So I, I, that, I would go with this a good 20-20-20, good all-purpose. And if you fertilize sort of every two weeks after when, we, when you start seeing some growth come up, so mid-May, if you start fertilizing there, sort of if you do it every couple of weeks, you'll see a big difference. Okay. And then stop stop fertilizing around the end of July because then we got to start slowing them down, unfortunately, for winter already. So, yeah. Um, okay. Excellent. All is
1: right. The, the thing for the boxwood it's called, sorry,
2: was Wilt, wilt Proof. It's, uh, the yep. proof is spelled with a P R U F. Okay. And Wilt. W I L T. Yep. 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 And it's just an anti desiccant. And you can use that. So, in your house, if you guys do any of those Christmas wreaths or winter arrangements in your pots, like with the cedar boughs or any of that, you can spray it on there as well. You can use it on your cedars or any any real tender evergreens that you might have, and yeah. it works really well. So, Perfect. All right. Thank, thank you, sir. All right. Thanks, day. James. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You do. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And lots of text, and it looks like... Uh, uh, Chris is keeping up nicely. So thanks again to Chris for helping me out here. And uh, I'm going to go to the phone line and going to talk with Robin. Good morning, Robin.
3: Good morning, Merle. Really nice to talk to you. We left spring in Calgary and we're out in Lake Louise with a fresh winter. Oh, it's a nice. Oh, nice. Here. Yeah, it's great. Um, I've got a couple of questions uh, if you have time. Um, Of course. Yeah, thanks. I was talking to my parents um, getting excited about starting our gardens, and they mentioned they might not plant zook and cukes this year because they have trouble getting end rot on them. Like, they get fruit, but then the ends rot, and they don't know what's going on, so I wanted to call on behalf of them.
2: Yeah, um, the lack of calcium. So in your tomatoes, zucchinis, things like that, if you're getting that blossom end rot, a lot of it's lack of calcium in the soil. So there's a calcium supplement that you can use um, that will add that nutrient to it to help prevent that. And uh, and then just if you're keeping it a little bit too wet as well. So you just got to be careful on that.
3: I see. Okay, thank you. And you sell the calcium supplements at the store, absolutely. I guess, eh? Okay, yeah, great.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: <clears throat> okay, and my second question is, like, we've got... Um, A caragana bush, which works great for privacy. It's about 24 feet long. Um, But, you know, it's not that nice a plant. And I'm wondering um, if you guys have something that we can replace it with down there. Like, we'll rip it out and and then replace it with something else.
2: Um, You're looking to create a hedge? Yes. Okay. And this is in Calgary or Lake Louise?
3: No, it's in Calgary, yeah.
2: Okay. And how high do you optimally want it to be?
3: Uh, probably around
2: 10 to 12 feet, I'd say. Okay. I would probably go with a, a good, like a Velocia lilac is good. Um, okay. You can do the Diablo 9 bark. It will get that tall as well. Okay. Um, and if you're looking for an evergreen type, you can mix them in is the North Pole spruce. Um, it's the one that I would use if I'm looking to do an evergreen hedge, I would use the North Pole. And even if you yeah. use that, every so often and sort of every five plants you stick a one of those in just to give some year-round color
3: oh great yeah all right well thank you so much for your time
2: you're very welcome thanks for calling in and enjoy your day out in lake louise
3: we shall thanks very much
2: all right take care bye-bye All right, and I'm going to take a quick break, and if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. For the last uh, segment of the show, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Cowboys Year Round Full Service Garden Center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered, and I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Reva. Good morning, Reva. Good dear. Good. How are you?
7: Really good, and it sounds awesome. like biz is going good. And that's that's really good e- things to hear in this economic climate.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh lots of people out gardening and having yeah. trying to get out of their COVID brain, so we're trying to help yeah. out with that as much as possible. So how can I help you today? What's up?
7: I'd like to know your opinion on um uh what what you think about though you know those apple trees that you can grow like three varieties at the same time or whatever?
2: The combination work, ones?
7: Yeah. Do they work out here? Do they need a pollinator? Absolutely.
2: No, then they cross pollinate themselves, sort of like with the bees and things. Um, and our bees survived so,
7: this winter, so we're really thrilled.
2: Yeah, we had about a hundred and fifty bees, a hundred bees in the greenhouse the other day. We had the vent open and they oh could good. smell the yeah they could smell the pollen in the lemon trees and also uh, they all came through the vent like a whole a whole swarm and they just came in did their thing they hung out on the lemon trees for a couple hours and then they all <laughs> left and did their thing so
7: that's lovely isn't it that's lovely yeah
2: how, how um, you making out on your cleanup out there
7: we're doing really good we got you know got to wait for a little bit more thought to uh Just scoop up all the horse poop and, you know, sort of drill it back into the, you know, horse poop, whatever. Well,
2: for any of your other self, Reva, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you a a $100 gift card for 1-800-GOT-JUNK. So if you have any stuff that uh, you can't get hauling away, (laughs) things like that. So I'm going to help you out with that. We're going to give you a $100 gift card towards uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. That's
7: beyond kind-hearted, dear. Thank you so much
2: yeah and uh any other quick questions?
7: I was just at, wanted to ask you what's your favorite pair that we can grow here? I have a pair, but it doesn't the the fruit, the birds love it, but we it's not yeah the John,
2: the John or the Paul pair are both really Best. good. they're a little bit more like they're a little bit more of a real pair, and we always we get them in um they're gorgeous and they have the nice fall color. And they're they're like a real pair, like they're not quite as big as a BC pair, but pretty close.
7: You bet, John and Paul.
2: Yeah, either one of those are great. The Yuri pair is good too, but it's a little bit smaller. The Golden Spice is it's good as well, but it doesn't produce quite like the John and Paul. So
7: you bet. And what's your favorite spinach?
2: Ah. Uh, spinach i don't grow a lot because i find it too slow my mom we had five kids so she always lied to us she told us we we were eating spinach she used to grow swiss chard
7: yeah swiss chard
2: yeah so because it grows so much faster right
7: so my mom yeah
2: yeah, my mom would never grow spinach because she'd have to have a yard full to feed us. So. Yeah, no,
7: I hear. Yeah, I hear. Yeah,
2: you. so our our spin, our spinach was Swiss chard. So until I, I grew up and finally figured wrong that out. With
7: that, no, no, good. I love
2: it. I love it. She's Vinegar and, and butter, nothing better.
7: Yeah, salt and pepper, and you're good to go. Absolutely. All oh, righty. Thanks, Have a lovely thanks day. Reva. A lovely day. And we'll
2: just put you on hold, and uh, Gord will get your contact there, Reva, and that will get you that gift card for one eight hundred Got Junk. Oh,
7: that's so kind. Thank you, there.
2: Awesome. All right, and we're going to go to the phone line. I think I can still get Tom on the line here. Good morning, Tom.
13: Yes. Good morning. um uh, How- place faces south, and I've got snow mold on the lawn. And Kay. what would you suggest?
2: Um, we're going to see a little bit of that this year, just with the heavy snow cover as well in certain areas. Just as soon as it's dry, if, if all the snow's melted, it sounds like it is on that area. I'd just go out, just give it a light rake and gather that stuff up, put it into a like a, just into a bag or put it into your compost bin right away, and, and you should be totally fine. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, just give it a good clean out, give it a good rake after, and it'll air it out. And uh, I, I wouldn't worry too, too much. It just, it happens underneath when we have the heavy snow cover like that. Absolutely. If, and if your grass was left a little bit long. So I, I really, I, when we're trying to treat funguses in Calgary with our turf, like when you get into the golf courses, they run into it because they're using some different varieties of grass. But for the most part, ours, because it is so dry here, once you once you clean it up, the spores dry out and and you're fine.
13: Okay, excellent. And what about a pot? Does it matter, like, if it's south-facing, it can get pretty warm. And I was out at your place, and I saw some pots. But I'm looking for big ones, and I yep. wondered if it made a difference whether it was metal or whether it's ceramic. or.
2: The color makes a difference, too. The darker colors will heat up more. And the lighter colors won't. But, yeah, and you definitely need a bigger pot. Like, it does make a difference, especially in those hot locations. So that way they're not drying out every three hours on you in the summertime once they get root bound. so. But for the most part, ceramic or or the plastic or the wood, um, the ceramic do heat up a little bit more. But uh, for the most part, you're fine. Like, when our sun is intense, if it's facing south, it's going to be warm no matter how you cut
13: it. Yeah, exactly. And what
2: about you have a few metal ones? Are they okay or not? Yeah, they're great. Yeah, same thing. Like they're good. We have a really new, like a nice one. They're a, sort of a, a a recycled plastic and they're thicker. They're actually really good and they're so durable. They're awesome. I was so impressed with the quality. So
13: Excellent. Okay, thanks again.
2: All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And unfortunately, I don't think I can get to Arlene... Unless I have, do I have enough time, Gord. Unfortunately, no. Um, so, anyway, thank you so much, and I apologize for that first couple minutes. Um, that was my mess up on uh, unplugging my mic and, and then and then syncing it back in. So, I apologize for those couple minutes. And until next week, we'll get our garden on right here on seven seventy chqr.